All right, welcome to the Concussion Protocol episode, episode four. 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 That's exciting. Exciting. Four whole episodes. That's like a small. That's like a British season. <laughs> that's like a British season. The season of a British show. Yeah. So uh, we were gonna, we were talking about uh, topics for this time of the season, and to my mind, the most important is. How to approach trading now that you've sort of you've got a, a good chunk of your fantasy season under your belt. You've seen your players, you've seen your team, you've you've had your injuries. More importantly, you've seen other people's players. You've, basically, yep. you've got four weeks where, and now you have a general idea of uh, what's going on, who's going where. Yeah. So now, how do you approach trading? So we thought we'd approach it by by uh, taking different scenarios, right? So, like, let's say you're a four and team, or you're a two and two team, or whatever. Yeah, well, we, that I think we're just in agreement that uh, your strategies for trading can have a lot to do with your record. Yeah, like exactly. obviously, if you're zero and four, you should do something. Yeah, yeah. If you're four and zero, you should. Want a lot yeah. for what you have. A lot of a lot of fantasy the, the quote unquote fantasy experts will tell you you know don't panic don't don't move too quickly on your team. That's true, but you you do need to 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 sack up and trade in this game. You, you got to be able to will to and, you know willing and able to make a move. Like the okay, not to harp on the poor man since we talked about him a lot last week, but Chris Johnson. That was a trade. I I panicked. I made it, and I'm glad I did. So. Sometimes you just got to make those moves. So I guess we'll we'll start with um, you, the, the position you find yourself in. Oh, four zero. Yeah, four zero. What, Perfect what you, record. What so you've do? been through yeah. four weeks of trading of games, and you have won every game. Or you're so three and one with a strong team. Whatever. You're, you've got a good. That's record. where I'm at. That's yeah. where I'm at. And so I think if I was looking into trades, because I do subscribe to the philosophy that you need to make moves to win a championship. It's very difficult to sit on a team, winning or losing, that will guide you all the way through the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. Someone will get injured. Someone will. Someone will get hurt. So I think as a dominating team, uh, it's a good time to pick that $20 bill that you have that you really love, because obviously you have more than one of them if you're 4-0, and you break it into two or three tens. Three tens if you can really scam the Sometimes yeah. you can break it into three tens because those people who are 0-4 see a Jamal Charles on the t- trading block, and they get pretty excited about yeah. it. Yeah. So I think as a 4-0 team, um, the strategy is to make sure that you get difference makers and more than one or more than one even more than two of them for the the guy who's been winning you all the games yeah or at least one of the guys like for instance on my team I have Adrian Peterson I have Jamal Charles I have Julio Jones so these guys are having pretty good seasons so let's say I pick Jamal Charles and I try to sell him to somebody else what I'm looking for is two guys uh, obviously a running back to help that situation. I'm going to look for somebody who's possibly like maybe Arian Foster or something mm-hmm. or somebody who's been underperforming or Eddie Lacy, Eddie yeah, Lacy yeah. who's undervalued right now. And then I'm going to look for somebody else on the side uh, like something else to back up my other positions. A wide receiver with upside both maybe. both of these yeah. guys have to be difference makers yeah other things that you can look for is supplementary pieces um you can look for somebody uh, you know an upgrade at tight end because tight end can often be very shallow in the league so if you can poach you know greg olson away from a guy since he's on a buy this week you say hey 
you're really struggling, you know, your Jeremy Hill hasn't been performing so well, I'll give you my, you know, whatever. Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles for, for, but I want him and I want uh, Greg Olson, right? Yeah. Uh, Or a quarterback, right? Maybe you want an upgraded quarterback, you target someone who, uh, you know, maybe they picked up Tyrod Taylor and you can scam away their starter if they had Aaron Rodgers, something like that. So, like, you get two pieces to fill out your team, give you that, that strong depth. And then you try to get as much more as you can. Like, don't mm-hmm. close the door there because these people should want what you have and you should not undervalue what you have right now. Like I said, I subscribe to the fact that I think moves need to be made to win a championship. Mm-hmm. But when you're at the top, it's the most important time to really pay attention to your trades and make sure you're getting the value yeah. you're owed for your guys because you will kick yourself if you fuck that up. Yes, you will. <laughs> Uh, and I think all of that strategy holds true if you're, you know, three and one, or even if you're two and two, yeah. but you, 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 your team finally found their legs. I think two and two is a bit different. Like, I, I think if I was two and two, I would use, uh, I would try to pull people's attention to the trading block. I'd put a few, um, maybe crappy offers out there with the guys that you're willing to trade away that have some value and see, like, you know, really overvalued uh, trades to people that might be interested so maybe you can like stir up some counters and I think when you're two and two you know it's like a you should really like try to get negotiations going mm-hmm. like it'll be a really back and forth thing if you're going to get a trade that's worth it um, and, and two don't and two, pan- never panic yeah yeah two and two can look very different right you can have two and two where uh, Des Bryant it goes down and, and, mm-hmm. and you're really sweating it now which I think the strategy trading wise there is a little bit more like an 0 and 4 record which is what we'll get, go into in a second uh, and, or you could be 2 and 2 and your team has finally found your legs you know your, your running backs finally fucking showed up you know uh, maybe you had LeVeon Bell the first two weeks and you lost the first two games right but now he's back and you're fine uh, that, that strategy looks a lot more like your 4 and 0 right where mm-hmm. you're, you're feeling good the what what I called the O and four strategy. I think that's where you what you were alluding to. You take your twenty and you rake it. I think if you're if you're O and four, you you kind of have to do the same thing. You have to take that one player on your team who's been consistent and you have to sell them mm-hmm. because the thing that that trips people up about trading in fantasy football, I find more often than not, is they get a um, huge boner for a, a guy that yeah. they think is the man. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? No, I, I can't sell this guy. He's the only one who's performing on my team. Well, that's the guy you need to sell. Yeah, because... no one wants your crap. No, no one wants no. your crap, man. Yeah. You, you stop trying to to, to trade Nobody people your CJ Anderson or your whatever, right? Mm-hmm. That like you, 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 he makes you sick looking at your mm-hmm. roster. Well, he makes everyone else sick too. Yeah, no one, yeah. no one wants it. Lo- no one's looking at your team. Uh, for somebody that's going to win them games right now. No, no, you need to you need to to suck it up and say I am going to sell AJ Green. I'm mm-hmm. going to sell Jamal Charles. And what I'm looking for out of him is somebody who hasn't done anything yet who might come back and save me on his white horse, like Elshon yeah. Jeffrey. Well, you're probably, looking to get as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that you you want guys where they haven't done anything yet, but their potential to blow up is still there. Mm-hmm. So guys again, some, coming off of injury, guys coming out yeah. of suspension. Exactly. Like Elshon Jeffrey hasn't. He's been injured with his hamstring. Keeps getting hurt. It's been four months now. It might be a couple more weeks. But when he does come back, he's might, a hell of a football. He's a hell of a football player. There's no one else and, there. And they're dead. They're desperate for difference makers. Yeah. Right? So, so you know, it'll be a good show for him. So he's the kind of guy you need to target if you're 0 for. Mm-hmm. Someone else's 
crap that they don't want. Because that's the point. You're hoping you, you need to accept the fact that at 0 and 4, you're losing, yeah. and you need to take a Hail Mary. Yeah, you, right? you got to take a you shot. Do. Now, if you're 0 and 4 and you've got like a little bit of, uh, like maybe you, ha- maybe you have two guys on your team that are, are people would be interested in, you got to try and look at the histories of those two guys mm-hmm. and f- try to make an, an educated guess, and that's the important underlined word here is educated guess through stats and stuff of which one of these guys are going to drop off. Yeah, first. yeah, yeah. Because Who's playing about his, the, yeah. Yeah, because honestly, if you look back at football players' uh, statistics, you can, there are averages. You can mm-hmm. see what a guy generally does for a year. Yeah. And even on his ups and downs, you can give him the upside and downside of, of the year, right? And, and look at the guy who's got all of that extra performance out of his way mm-hmm. and maybe he's going to slow down because things are going to change so just try and try and look into the future matchups are very important all that stuff yeah you got to sell just, those guys a breakout that, that mm-hmm. look sexy that's mm-hmm. the whole point right you're trying to sell something with value yeah you won't get anything good in a trade if you don't if you're not willing to give up something that people want like my uh, my wife's in our league and she's got an excellent team this year she's stacked but one of the guys that she's that's been on her bench is Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller, long term in our dynasty league, has a lot of value. But right now, no one wants him. He's not sexy, mm-hmm. so she's not going to try to to you know flip him right now and, and and just make the situation worse by losing all the value she had in, in the. In not only him. that, but if if you start putting out these guys and um, you know you try to put out the Lamar Miller that nobody's interested in right now to two or three guys, that just puts a salty taste in people's yes, mouth yes. and maybe later Lamar Miller starts blowing up and you want to trade him away but people remember this salty taste mm-hmm, that they have mm-hmm. so you this is why Charles Sims has yeah. no value in our league yeah because we all we all joke about we Charles Sims we all diss on him but, but he now has some value he does have some value yeah. out there he's doing well yeah so you know and, and that's actually another good point which is uh Step back sometimes and take a look at your team and be prepared to admit mistakes in, in your judgment. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm having to eat some crow with Jeremy Hill, right? Like, maybe he's not a foundation well, a running great, back. He had a great week last week, but it was all on short runs. You it was were. all on, on perfect opportunities yeah. for him to break the, break the line. Like, long term, I look at him and I see someone who's still very good. But, you know, Gio Bernard's also very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see Gio Bernard going away anytime soon. No, no. So the situation is going to continue to to carry on the way it has. Uh, so it's just more risky than another guy that you might be able to, you know, sell. Yeah. So, but you know, you, you, the time to sell G- Jeremy Hill is after last week when he yes, scores three exactly, touchdowns, exactly. right? You need to you need to have some sizzle. Otherwise, yeah. you're just peddling something that no one will ever have any interest in. Yeah. So don't be afraid to sell your sizzle, or you're not going to get anywhere. Yo, yeah, absolutely. Sell your sizz, bruh. Yeah, yeah. No, you need to you need to trade. I mean, if I, God it. I felt like I was going to vomit when I traded away C.J. Anderson, my prize running back, for yeah. fucking Chris Johnson. Yeah, the old man. The old man, right? He's he hasn't been good in three years. Yeah. I wanted to puke, but, uh, you know, something had to be done. Two weeks later, right? I patted myself on the back constantly. Pr- yeah. So you, you with, some- with great risk comes great reward. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, you need the... But again, like, underline the word educated. If you're not willing yeah. to go out there and do some research, you're going to get... Fucked trading. Yeah. I mean, unless you're some sort of guru who just pulls this shit out of the air and knows what he's talking about without doing any research, fine. But like, we've had some ghastly trades in our league this don't, year. Don't, don't 
think that you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> know that you know. Yeah, we, we've had some really bad trades in our in our yeah, this year. Bad Someone gave up Julian Edelman for Duke Johnson. Yeah, and that was uh, oh. a big risk. And yeah. uh, I, you know, like I feel like that's the kind of thing where it's like. I don't even know what he was thinking. I, I guess I can assume what he must have been thinking, but it's like, why? Why? What brings you to the conclusion that yeah. Edelman isn't worth more than Duke Johnson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Well, his point was, oh, well, Edelman doesn't get touchdowns. No, yeah. but he gets 100 yards every week, yeah. like clockwork. general, he, like him, he's a beautiful flex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's even a great WR2, and he doesn't have We're, to score. He is the the target that moves it down the field for yeah, Brady. Yeah. And that's does is throw down the field. Whereas Duke Johnson, like if everything goes very, very well and you get lucky, you're hoping that he, he gets a touch. You're hoping he's Charles Sims. Yeah. You're hoping he, exactly, you know, exactly. Yeah. Right, a, a, a pass catching running back on a bad team. Yeah, like okay, there's value there. They're always going to be playing from behind. But, but there's ugh. there's two or three of those guys, and they're not worth an Edelman. No, no, no. Denard Robinson's coming back from injury. He's someone I'd pick up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will catch a lot of passes in Jacksonville. That's a bad team, and they'll be catching up a lot. For sure. We're on the waivers now. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I Let's think talk about maybe uh, it's possible that uh, Julie, or, uh, Julius Thomas is on your uh, waivers because of his injury, and I don't think he'll be playing this week. But uh, if he's sitting out there, he's definitely going to be coming back next week and making a difference over there. You know, it, it's probably too late to be giving this advice because I think Julius Thomas will be gearing up to come back next week, like you said. But. Yeah. In the in this in the event of guys like Julius Thomas, where they've been injured all all season, or mm-hmm. they really haven't done anything yet, mm-hmm. uh, Martavis Bryant is a, is a good example because uh-huh. it looks like he's going to be after his four game suspension. Now he's going to miss another week with an injury. These are the guys that you should be targeting for trades exactly. if you are looking for vulnerable owners. Because what you're trying to do is. There, there's still yeah. Is Martavis Bryant sexy right now? No, no. Is but that's he the point. An incredibly talented wide receiver. Yeah. Yes. The point. The point of Martavis Bryant is you are getting a discount because of the uncertainty about this new hamstring injury. It might be two or three weeks that he's out, and you're getting a discount because his owners had to wait four fucking weeks with this asshole doing nothing on his bench, mm-hmm. and he's sick of them now, and he needs that space because his kicker sucks or blah blah. You know, whatever whatever your league situation is. I don't know. Maybe someone in your league doesn't have a quarterback, right? He needs. He's got this Martavis Bryant guy on his bench, and he needs to drop him. Yeah. Send him a shitty bid. Yeah. This is the. This is where if you're desperate, if you need these home runs, you got to be acquiring these guys like. Yeah, Mar- you got to look at Julius yeah, Thomas, Martavis Bryant, people that haven't been Ben Roethlisberger, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, yeah, guys who haven't been playing, who haven't been performing, <coughs> who've been disappointing, who've been injured, disappointing their owners, disappointing their owners one way or another. Uh, That's the kind of salty taste you're looking for. Yes, you don't want to create the salt. No. You want to be the guy who's yeah. like, "Hey, I got this sweet little glass of water for you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, the, the, oh, there's an owner in our league who who acquired Ruben Randall, and then we all made fun of him. So he was really desperately trying to get rid of Ruben Randall, and I was using that like psychological state that he was in to my advantage. I was sending him offers where it was basically a one-to-one trade that was in my advantage, but then I'd add Ruben Randall to his side and be like, oh, I'm taking him off your hands. And it almost worked. I, I was uh, I was really pushing him there. People get scared. Mm-hmm. That's Okay, so we're, we're still kind of talking about these trade things, but I really think like education and mm-hmm. not panicking. Mm-hmm. There's important things to do. Look for panic. Mm-hmm. Look for the uneducated. Yeah. Find them and take them for everything. Treat your players like shares in a portfolio. They go up, they go down. Mm -hmm. You want to buy other people's shares when they're 
artificially low because no one else wants them. When yeah. everyone's saying, mm, Chris Johnson, and you're the only one offering even CJ Anderson, you'll yeah. be the guy who gets them, right? Yeah. So you have to be willing to buy guys when they have low value or before they've broken out when there's still risk. And you want to sell guys when it looks like they're flying high, right? Like I was trying to sell Jeremy Macklin two weeks ago. No one wanted him. Now everyone wants him, mm-hmm. you know? To me... I, I understood who Jeremy Macklin was the whole time. So the price I want for him hasn't changed one bit. Yeah. But everyone's demand for him has. So now suddenly I can get what I want. It's just, you know, you have to be really, you have to just treat your players like you could sell them at a moment's notice. Don't have any favorites. There's mm-hmm. only one guy on my team that I consider I quote unquote untouchable, which is I'm a Seahawks fan. I have Russell Wilson in a keeper league. I love having him. I would sell him in an instant for the right price. Yeah, yeah, you, know? you would. Yeah, you would. I got Tyrod. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. You, you remember, you're you're a manager, right? Mm-hmm. You're not you're not their mom. They don't you're, know you. They, they don't, don't care. Know, they They're don't not listening to you on Twitter. What you want to do is you want to get your fifty bucks back or whatever it is you put in the league, and so don't have emotional attachments. Yeah. Just have an education. Like if you made a mistake. Trust me, the information is out there. Yeah. Go out there, find it, and let yeah. it go. And when, when, when you screw up when you make a mistake you acquire the wrong player you 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 botch a trade don't let it change the way you think about everything don't let it get on top of you because you have to just be willing to just admit that you made a mistake move on um adapt your strategy you know when i when i drafted cj anderson alfred morris and jeremy hill uh, I felt pretty fucking stupid, but I just started digging my way out of that hole. You mm-hmm. you can you have to just acknowledge, okay, these three guys aren't working. One of them needs to be traded. Yeah. Okay, Des Bryant got injured right after I acquired him. I should have thought more clearly about that. Or no, I mean, yeah. no, you had no reason to expect Des Bryant to get hurt. But you know, these situations happen where you tr- you acquire someone, they disappoint you. Yeah. Cut them. Cut. Move. Move Cut on. Moves. I don't get it. Oh, on. he cost a second round draft. I don't, don't care, care how deep your league is. So there's someone on the waivers that is going to bring you joy. Yeah. Or or if you don't want to cut him, trade him. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't get much for him, get so, there's always someone with upside. There's always someone with upside. You know, if you if you had like uh, Leonard Hankerson, uh, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of names that I don't want to say out loud like because Willie uh, Sneed. <laughs> yeah, well, well, exactly right. Like if you like, had, yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter how deep your league is. There's guys with names like this that people may not have seen that are like because mm-hmm. of the situation of where they are. They're starting to have serious upside. Yeah, you need you need relationships and yeah. You, there's, so you, much I, there's a certain point where the 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 thing that differentiates good fantasy managers from great fantasy managers is the good ones know what websites to read and learn a lot of information. The great ones just make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. They don't know what ADP is. They don't know. I mean, they know because they they know everything, and that's mm-hmm. part of their strategy. But they don't give a fuck, right? Yeah, they don't. don't they, don't, th- they think- don't let it rule. They don't let the information. I think here it is. The good ones know where to get the information. The great ones don't let the information tell them what to do. Exactly. But you have to go through a stage of letting the information tell you what to do to get to great. mm -hmm. So what you need to do is get out there. Get on your Fantasy Pros. Get on your Roto World. Get on. Pay for your PFF. Like, you know, get... On yeah. all that shit, check it out. Let the information take you where it takes you, and then start to figure out what are the things 
that you that you shouldn't be listening to um you know yeah it's if you're really into it like it'll come to you and it doesn't take a lot of investment like these are these are you know 20 minutes a day at your desk at work mm-hmm. right when exactly you're, you know you're, you're eating lunch or whatever you, you just finished lunch yeah yeah exactly i and don't and, go out for that cigarette it's bad for you go to road world <laughs> go, which is also bad for you but in a different <laughs> yeah, way it's definitely but but yeah i mean making your own opinions like as, here's a perfect example this week cj spiller is ranked 34th yeah. RB I think that's ludicrous. ludicrous right like he's going to have a good game yeah he's going to be involved uh, uh, Philly can't defend Philly's really good at defending against the base rush like the the, 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 the power back like Mark Ingram mm-hmm. they're not very good at the passing down backs mm-hmm. like CJ Spiller he just had a great game last week he's finally back from injury that was his breakout game the coach has been saying he wants to get him more involved could he have a bad game Absolutely, of course. Sure. But if you looked at Roto World and you saw CJ Spiller ranked number thirty sixth, you'd never flex him in. Whereas no, you wouldn't. I would absolutely flex a guy like that. There in. you go. I would flex John Brown. So what you're saying week. is you're correct. Well, no, it's it's that it's like I don't. I, no, I get. There's a lot of guys like that, like John Brown, yeah, or uh, Tyler Lockett. If you do a return year, well, that's uh, Antonio Gates ranking this week. It's ludicrous. Yeah, it's like 14th or whatever. Yeah, and, and this guy is the only target there, and he's coming back, and he's not happy about it. Like, yeah, he's yeah, he's gonna, not happy about being he's, suspended. He's, he's healthy. Do you remember him from last year? Are you confused? Like, he had 12 I, touchdowns or whatever. Yeah, exactly. it was. 14 touchdowns exactly. in 12 games. There's a guy I would target right now. Yeah, you know? yeah, and 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 that's the kind of thing where it doesn't matter what the ranking is if you let that ranking rule your life and you don't start Antonio Gates you start Heath Miller or whatever yeah, the Heath fuck Miller instead or, or, yeah, exactly. just because he's ranked higher yeah it's a big mistake yeah big so mistake, start making your own decisions if something doesn't feel right don't do it yeah if you like a guy better start him yeah honestly when you make mistakes that way you learn easier to deal with too when you make mm-hmm. mistakes because of what you felt it's much easier than when you make a mistake because of what you listen to some asshole. At, yeah, at jackass.football fucking said to you. you yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. And and that and they, it also makes it easier to learn because when you make the mistakes, you learn a lot faster. Yeah, and you feel real stupid. Uh, what? Why did C.J. Spiller get annihilated by the Eagles? Oh, with Kendricks out, they had this other linebacker and he's faster. Blah blah. Whatever. Right? Like well, you learn. What else can we talk about this week? Ah. Uh, who who would you be who would you be buying low right now? Well, let's see. I want I want Demarco Murray. I wish I had him because oh I think God. he's about to go off. Of course, I thought last week was going to be the week. Yeah, but like that is a talented back in a place that needs help. They're going to get their shit together. You yeah. will be running the ball hard. Yeah, like definitely buy low. Uh, just said, Mister Gates. Yeah, buy low. Um, Martavis Bryant, buy mm-hmm. low. Yeah. But, and, and these are guys that haven't done anything yet. So the the all you, you know if you if you have a guy like C.J. Spiller who had one good week, or Matt Jones where there's still a little bit of aura of uh, yeah, yeah. of hype around him. Yeah. And someone's got Alshon Jeffrey who hasn't played. He's played one game where he did like had played half the game, and that's yeah. been it so far. He needs a running back. Matt Jones for Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. C.J. Spiller for Alshon Jeffrey. Just be like, you got 12 points last week. You want yeah. him or not? Yeah. If he accepts that, he's an idiot and you have Alshon Jeffrey and you're laughing. If yeah. Alshon Jeffrey doesn't play until week eight, 
He's still going to be matter. like eight weeks of awesome, yeah, right? Exactly. It, it, sometimes you just have to make those moves. You have to accept that there's a risk that they won't play for a bit or that you'll look foolish, but you're not going to win the championship by just sitting around hoping everything pans out. That's very true. That's very true. So how about Thursday Night Football? Oh, what a fucking gong show that was. Uh, like, we just s- recently adapted a strategy, which we're going to just share because that's what this is about, uh, with our daily fantasies, where yeah, yeah. historically Thursday night games are just Low garbage. Yeah. So play in a league that involves a Thursday night game, not take anybody from Thursday, and usually people are screwed. Yes, because um, a certain number of people, well, a lot of the people in that league, the reason they chose one of the Thursday to Sunday leagues. Because they like somebody. They wanted in someone in that. Like so, the Ryan Mallet. Yeah. <laughs> so anyone who started Ryan Mallet as a clever play in this Thursday yeah. game is already it's, out it's, of my pool, which yeah, is it's nice. Gone. It's yeah. gone. And even, even with the score being what it was, um, a lot of fantasy nobodies like did a lot of stuff. So yeah, and a lot of guys who were like, supposed to have big games had decent games, but like nothing I can't overcome. Yeah, like DeAndre Hopkins ended up with what twenty two points or whatever. Yeah. So uh, Frank Gore uh, basically was like the only thing on Thursday. Frank Gore even was like fourteen yeah, points yeah, or something. It's not, it's, even, nothing. it's not even the big. Yeah, so uh, you you were already we've got you know sixty thousand opponents ahead of us who made terrible decisions. Mm-hmm. So it of, makes two hundred thousand people. It makes things uh, a little. easier. Easier. But let's talk about the, the reason why that's such a good strategy. Holy fuck, was that a bad game. Uh, Matt Hasselbeck straight from the ER. Yeah, no shit. J.J. Watt just running in quicksand all night. Well, J.J. Watt double teamed all yeah. night. Like Both, ends, both ends were double teamed. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Um, Jadavian Jadavian Clowney. Him and Water being double teamed there because of teams that have the personnel to do that yeah. have a decent full line of guys can do, double team those ends and still stop you know the, Which, mi- the middle of Houston's line because Houston's defensive line in the middle is just kind of <laughs> average it makes me really nervous for JJ Watt owners if you're an IDP yeah. because uh, you know the Colts are not a good offensive mm-hmm. line to say the least that is a bad yeah. offensive line yeah and for them to get that much Resistance on JJ Watt just with a simple double team, and not yeah. one other single person was able yeah. to break through. That's it's, not good, it's man. Really sad Every other offen- like, defensive coordinator, excuse me, offensive coordinator in the league is going to be watching and I'll that tape. Say from what I've seen of JJ Watt, is he okay? First of all, he's kicking ass this year, so worried that you're not going to get the points that you got last year. He's still yeah, like, you can't uh, drop him. You can't yeah. drop him, no. but he thrives on momentum. The whole team thrives on his momentum, so. If he can't get it started, then it won't ever get started. Yeah, no. As a team, they're fucked without him. Mm-hmm. They can't even win eight games without him. Yeah. And Ryan Malik gets speared to the chest, and he just... Pouts his way He pouts his too, way yeah. to the sideline, and then the coach is like, well, sorry. I mean, you're, Hoyer is doing just as well as you have up to now, and you're both bad, so... Yeah, no, Hoyer, Hoyer's bad in a usable way. Yeah, well, he, they're both bad in a usable Yeah, way. no, Hoyer, Hoyer... No, Mal's not bad in a usable way. Mal's <laughs> just bad. He's, he's, that's what happened. That's why he lost his job to Brian Hoyer. You don't lose your job to Brian Hoyer mid-game unless you're really fucking bad, and he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hoyer throws a good deep ball. He makes terrible decisions a couple times a game, so he's going to get you a couple turnovers every time, but he can drive an offense, right? Like... The, the the problem that they're facing is that Ryan Mallett can't even get them one first down. 
mm-hmm. can't run a football team like that, right? Yeah. You can't punt 800 times, unless no. you're the Chiefs, apparently. <laughs> kick eight field goals. God. And then just break huge plays. Oh, what huge plays. <laughs> oh, Chiefs. I just... <laughs> Uh, Travis Kelsey, why? You're, I mean, the prime in this guy's career is going to get wasted. The fuck, Kool Aid Man. Who are they playing this, are they playing this week? Uh, shit, who are they playing? I'm looking at Buffalo, Tennessee right now. Buffalo, Tennessee. That's I think that's be a lot an of points. interesting. I think that's an interesting points. matchup for Mariota owners because Buffalo has not done well covering down the field, mm-hmm. and it's been shown that Mariota, if he can be given the time to throw the ball, really likes to throw the ball. Yeah. And so I can see him going off this week. And if you don't start Mariota, if you've got your, um, who who could you like? Do you start? Um, I start him over uh, Matt Stafford. For yeah, instance, for sure. Definitely yeah. Stafford. No, no doubt there. Matt Ryan. It's uh, like a, that's a close call, right? Uh, no, like no. I'd, I'd probably start any of the of the solid established like Philip Rivers tier of quarterbacks over him, mm-hmm. just because. I mean, it's still Buffalo. It's I, still I feel defense. like Mariota is a fun risk this week. Oh, for sure. In daily leagues or if you're streaming quarterbacks, absolutely. But mm-hmm. if he's your second quarterback, I wouldn't. This isn't the week I'd start him necessarily. Buffalo is still going to sack him a bunch. I think uh, that's what they do. Uh, to answer your question, um, Kansas City's playing Chicago. Ah, oh, wow. So if they can't do anything but kick field goals this this week, Andy Reid might get what fired. What the hell is going Andy on? Andy Reid might get fired because that. that is a very strong team mm-hmm. that's seriously underperforming. You want to talk about other coaches that are in danger of losing their jobs? Oh, what's his name in Miami? Philbin got well. Yeah, he's done. He's, he's gone. Now he's they got the roided out tight end coach. I don't know if you saw him. He's uh, insane. No, I did not. I did not see. Yeah, him. no, he, he's like a Saturday Night Live character, <laughs> shouty coach. He just screams at the reporters about how disappointed he is in the team. He made them do like uh, an Oklahoma drill. Do you know what that is? No. That's where everyone on the team basically has to hit each other until you know they're until done. Until they're done. Like they just they take turns charging at each other while everyone else like watches. It's yeah. it's, it's like ritual. It's like a, a like a. Ogre camp over there. Yeah, oh well, yeah, he's an ogre coach. Men bashing mm-hmm. into men. He's trying to get them to wake up and smell the flowers, ladies. You know that kind of. We'll see what happens, right? They definitely need to shake it up. Well, they hired they fired their defensive coordinator, which is uh, on the one hand good, except that they promoted their cornerback coach, who he had hired in the first place. Yeah. So. And Miami's cornerbacks yeah. blow. Let's so. just put it this way: Miami is doing something about their situation. They're just not doing the right things. I don't think they were prepared. They didn't expect this. They were giving way too much leeway, thinking, oh, he'll turn it around, he'll turn it around. When he didn't, they didn't come up with the fucking, like, uh, backup plan mm-hmm. because they were too busy at a cheese party or something. And what now, the they've, doing, yeah. now they've had now, because they have a city to answer to, they've fired who they should fire, mm-hmm. and, but they've got no one to replace them. They're yep. just like, uh, yep. uh, and they're like looking at the cowboy hat with everybody's name in it, and they're just like, oh, get in there, well, get oh, you're the coach now. <laughs> uh, Jim Schwartz already has apparently turned them down, he was the former coach of uh, the Detroit Lions, who coached in Dominic Sioux to such dominance mm-hmm. back in the day and they're saying please come to Miami and teach us how to use the Sioux yeah. <laughs> how do you use your Sioux how to use the Sioux uh, I, yeah if I owned any Miami players I'd be trying to get anything I could for them if, yeah. if, they, if one of them has a good game sell 
Yeah, for sure. Because uh, that, that's a team that's just going to be on fire for the rest of the year. Like, yeah. They're, like they're, a bad tire fire. Not yeah, on fire as in, like, he's heating up. I mean, like, yeah. on fire as in, like, the Springfield tire fire that just never no, goes out. No, it never goes out. And, yeah. and, and then, like you said, their owner is so stupid that I could see this continuing. Yeah. You know, it's not, there's no guarantee that they're going to well, hire they, the right coach. Like, if they haven't scrambled to change their situation yet... I have no confidence that they're about to mm-hmm. start scrambling. I mean, the thing you got to remember about NFL teams is they have so much money. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he's. It's not like he's uncomfortable. Oh, we lost some games and we fired the coach. And now we got some fucking jackass running the team. I'm fretting. No, he's not no, no, fretting. No. He's, he's still sleeping get one thirty second of, like, of that billion gajillion dollar yeah. contract with ESPN. He's yeah, sleeping yeah. on pillows filled with the the greatest of goose down and virgins. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, He just nestles his face in there, and he's just like, "Well, maybe tomorrow I'll think about it." Yeah. So, so if you see a t- team on fire that isn't immediately doing something about it, that means the money of that team is number one focus is not that team so just you know move on man well you know like for instance the owner of the Browns was busy uh, embezzling or whatever it was he was doing you know like sometimes you're distracted Jerry Jones uh uh Jerry Jones has got strippers back at his place he's got to be you know fingering yeah exactly Exactly. skeletal fingers so you know they're they're a little distracted yeah I I mean like imagine what you would do uh, if you want $100,000 tomorrow and then forget about that because that's child's play for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, and and you, like you said, there's there's certain situations where it just repeats so often you have to at some point just assume it's going to continue that way. Mm-hmm. The Browns, for instance. And right? then like 90% of football team owners have gotten to the age in their life where they're totally like, oh, I'm mortal. Let's get it all in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it yeah. all in there. It's like... Like it's Jerry like, Jones. It's <laughs> like friggin'... Uh, so what are you excited to see? Like, what, what are you uh, this week? What's your big game? I've been, like, really focused on my team, so I'm excited to see Jamal Charles perform against a terrible Chicago team. I'm excited to see um, what Eli Manning can do this week against San Francisco mm-hmm. because... Does they, Odell go off finally? Does Odell finally have the week? I really think he does because the San Francisco team, even though they're still sort of being... Like, I think a lot of people consider them at the very bottom of the pile, but they're not. Like, you got to watch out. There's some sneaky shit going on. They're a on. terrible team yeah, that, that thrashes and kicks and sometimes will catch you in the face. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like the Giants aren't going to be the ones getting caught this week. At least I hope they aren't. So I'm excited to see that matchup. Mm. Um, a lot a lot of, actually, it's funny, a lot of the matchups that I'm excited to see this year, and maybe this is why people hate fantasy football fans as opposed to football fans, are the terrible ones. The ones where... Garbage time. Like, where 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 one team is just fully going to dominate the other team, and the other team is going to scramble like crazy. You know what I mean? The the one that this week that I'm interested to see that will probably be um, considered an exciting game, but might be a little boring to watch for most people, is going to yeah. be uh, Seattle Cincinnati. I'm really excited to see. I want to see what Rawls does again because he gets yeah. another chance, yeah. right? He gets another chance because Fred Jackson is limited for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got uh, can Jeremy Hill run against the good Seattle defense? You know, can Andy Dalton thread those passes into AJ Green against the Legion of Boom? Uh, can Seattle's offensive line stand up to Geno Atkins and those monsters in the Cincinnati? Like, there's there's going to be a lot of this one could decide some of the the, the favorites for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, these are basically 
some people Super Bowl contending teams right now. Exactly. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens. It'll be a good game. Another another uh, Washington Atlanta this week. Um, I like that. I like yeah, Atlanta's an, or excuse me, Washington. Washington's a team like uh, like San Francisco that they're bad, but they won't go away. Mm-hmm. And and it's definitely a team that I've been. I don't have any investment there, but I'm, I'm keeping my eye on it because I feel like there's talent there mm-hmm. that might figure out a way to make their season work mm-hmm. like uh, like we saw last week with Alfred Morris still mm-hmm. being the number one running back oh I think he has a huge and week this not, week it's not somebody that you give up on like yeah. you, you look you keep looking at it right? I think Alfred Morris is going to have a big week this week and I'm also curious about the rest of their running backs and how they fit into the picture but I, I agree with you I think Alfred Morris is going to take that job back with a vengeance and there's another buy low candidate mm-hmm. you know? definite, oh absolutely definite buy low yeah candidate. and again because because the, the the reaction to most people who who have been paying attention so far this season to do you want Alfred Bowers is you no and that's exactly who you should be targeting mm-hmm. it's those guys that are that are stinky because they're cheap and if they turn it around that's what that's that's what saves your season mm-hmm. like I, the reason I keep harping on him is because he saved my season but Chris Johnson saved my season mm-hmm. right like I made that decision fuck it I ugh, you know no one else wants him I'll take him yeah. Well, he's turned your team around. I don't. Your season's a lo- long way to go on this season. That's well, cool. yeah. Um, Denver is playing Oakland this week. That's exciting to uh, like IDP owners or defense owners because I I feel like. Uh, you know, um, Denver's been a really good defense. That's how they're winning games. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, though, uh, uh, they the one thing that they're not so good at is uh, running backs, especially running backs to catch passes. So, so I think Lata- Latavius, Murray, Latavius Murray. The, he's he's going to be the only option because they're going to be hanging on Amari Cooper, like like you know, some metaphor. For, some metaphor. Of a, a metaphor for hanging onto things. Yeah. Like, like a old, cheap suit like on a, a shyster. Like a like Indiana Jones had in the Temple of Doom. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter if his arm's going to get crushed, he's going back for that hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's, uh, yeah, I think that uh, Amari Cooper is going to have a, probably a quiet game, but I could definitely see um, Latavius, Latavius Murray, Murray coming in, in yeah. like uh, in the under routes while while Cooper's being covered, mm-hmm. being open in the middle of the field there, the short short passes and making huge yards after because he's like a an indie car that's like yeah. seven indie cars stacked high. Yeah, know? he's like, a tall, tall, angry man, mm-hmm. and and that's the thing is that he they they like to throw passes to him. So even if even when not if when Oakland gets down three touchdowns, he's going to be on the field catching oh, that's, passes. That's Soft why I'm prevent defenses. That's why I'm excited know? to see the game because yeah. I could totally see. Denver coming out properly because they're obviously with Peyton Manning's like obvious handicap this year. Um, they're they're focusing a lot on making sure their defense is solid. They're probably watching mm-hmm. a lot of tape, which means I think they'll come out strong against Oakland and maybe get a lead. But I love to see Oakland in desperation because I think that's where they play their mm-hmm. best football. I think for some reason the dark eyes car just like he can turn out turn it on when it comes time to turn mm-hmm. it on well and you know who the other guy this is his make or break week is cj anderson because mm-hmm. if cj anderson yeah. has any role on this team worth yeah. anything this it's killing the, the clock when you have a this lead so if he doesn't kill the clock against oakland mm-hmm. i don't care why it is if it's yeah. because oakland was stronger than expected and they never got up to a big lead so you know denver was never able to control the clock well that just means that denver's not as good of a team as we thought they were and, and therefore, Ronnie Hillman will get more business. Mm-hmm. If it's just because C.J. Anderson never sees the field, well, then he's worthless. Either way, this is the week where we find out. Here's the um, – speaking of C.J. Anderson playing the Raiders, it's true that this will be the week 
that he either makes or breaks it. I think if he makes it this week, that's your guy that you want to try and sell. Yes. With the oh yeah, with the hype on him from a good week. I so know. Hopefully this week he'll play well, and CJ Anderson owners out there can sell him for. Yeah, and it, likewise, if Ronnie Hillman has a big week, I'd also try to sell him mm-hmm. and, and say, look, Ronnie Hillman's now the number one RB there, like just like the coach said, and so now you can buy him with confidence and blah 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 yeah. because he won't be the number one RB there, and that's just horseshit. And mm-hmm. I would just try to get rid of him. You know, just try to try to get away from that situation. If you can, if someone can, can if you can trick someone, as it were, into paying too much for him, do it. Because I, because honestly, in the long run, I think, uh, you know, uh, Manning's going to be average this year, which means that his passing game isn't going to be the most scariest thing in the world. Which means that the holes are going to be harder for them to open up in mm-hmm. the running game because they're not they're not. Freaking out about oh my god, Peyton's gonna throw the ball. They're like, oh, yeah, Peyton's yeah, gonna yeah. throw the ball. It's gonna like it's gonna be thrown with his entire body because his arm is just like a jelloey. Yeah, ball. those those safeties are only playing ten yards deep. Like yeah, they're not. Exactly. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not as worried because his his power is gone. And yeah. I mean, do keep in mind that if you do own C.J. Anderson, Ronnie Hillman, to keep an eye on Peyton's performance. Mm-hmm. And if the passing game gets better, that doesn't mean you sell them. That means that. You're, you're happy. happy. You're happy. <laughs> you should be happy. If the passing game in Denver picks up, those running backs become worth more. Yeah, there are certain situations. So, and for the newbies out there, that's you know sometimes it's hard to grasp because you see the you see maybe two weeks of like a great passing mm-hmm. game and the running is a bit slow, but that means it's coming around because mm-hmm. defenses will adapt. Passes won't work as well, but they'll still be playing for the pass, and that's where the running game picks. Unless you're Miami and you never run, and then you get fired. <laughs> yeah, the you end. get fired in the end. <laughs> well, I think that about uh, wraps it up for uh, for week. Yeah, week uh, four, week four is, yeah. is yeah. It's it's been fun so far. I think the two lessons from this thing are go out there, educate yourself, take a little bit of time, Mm -hmm. and uh, two, don't panic. No matter where your season is right now, even if you're 0-4, it's early in the season. Mm -hmm. Make sure you make educated trades, and whether you're winning or losing... Making moves is the way to a championship. Yeah, yeah. Just it's also a faster way to learn. If you mm-hmm. sit on a team all year, you're going to learn a lot about those guys. If you make moves, you start to get around. You're going to read a lot see, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you get to read a lot of stuff. You get I mean, to I, know the ins and outs of all the teams. Because as a fantasy fan and player, you need to know everything every from uh, the Patriots to the Buccaneers. Yep. I, last year, this time of year, I was 1-3. Um, my RB2 had given me five points by that point in the year. Uh, it was a, a complete disaster, and then I won that championship mm-hmm. by making aggressive trades. Because he made ed- aggressive, uh, educated, non-panicked trades yep. to people who are, were uneducated and panicking. Yeah, panicking. Yeah. Well, and so that's the thing. Is that if, if there's someone in your league who's waffling on Eddie Lacy's value... Or, you know, whatever. Whatever it is. Uh, you know, Odell Beckham hasn't given me 20 points yet, so fuck that guy. I want to get yeah. rid of him. Come people to are Papa. saying he's a one-year wonder. Yeah, come to Papa. Did you... People who, are like, are saying Odell Beckham is a one-year wonder are crazy. There's a lot of shit going on in New York right now that they're dealing with. 
when they come around, the man catches the ball like nobody else does mm-hmm. in the game. Mm-hmm. Like he made the exact same catch as he did last year in two weeks ago or whatever. Yeah. And it was out of bounds and nobody talks about it. But it's the same damn catch. The guy Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be fine. And then I think we're gonna see that against San Francisco. Yeah, in this league. Yeah. If you were playing in old Dale Beckham earlier, pop her up. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us uh, again, and uh, we'll see, uh, next week uh, we'll discuss. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll football. Yeah, football. Yeah, Most likely football. I think football, probably. All right. Take care. Bye.